0: You are listening to As A Woman, episode 69, A Mother Anyway. In this episode, I'm talking about the non-traditional paths to motherhood, which are all beautiful and extremely important. Welcome to As A Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hi friends, welcome back. So today I'm talking about motherhood and the alternative paths to motherhood that you can take. Donor eggs, donor embryos, gestational carriers, all of that. And the reason why that is so special to me And part of the reason why I named this podcast A Mother Anyway is that we often don't think about using some of these treatment options as the way we envision our family. They are usually, for most people, plan B, second line, not the way we wanted it to go. And you enter into them in a little bit of deficit before you begin. And I am in the very, very fortunate position where I get to sit across from women and couples all the time who get to the other side of the journey. And even though I have to be the one to break the news sometimes, this isn't going to go the way you want it to. This may not be your story. Maybe we need to look at a different path. When I see these babies born and integrated into these families, it does not matter. That's all I'm telling you. It does not matter. It doesn't matter that it's not the plan you wanted. And it doesn't matter that maybe it's not traditional. You, though, need to understand, for your own sake, what these options are if you're going through infertility, so that you can be well-educated and understand everything on the table. And if you're a member of this society, you need to understand this too, because we are seeing more children born into our worlds and our communities. And we really want to be able to support those around us, support our friends, our colleagues, and our children when they ask us questions about where they came from or what some of these terms mean when it relates to friends. So I think that these topics are really, really important to think about and to understand. Now, this podcast is being released on Mother's Day. And that is, of course, purposeful because very often Mother's Day is extremely triggering. It was for me when I was going through miscarriages and infertility because it felt like a reminder of my failure and it made me question if it would ever happen for me, would I ever be a mom? And I was a little naive in that aspect because what should have given me comfort and what I try to tell people now is that maybe you have to give up on the dream of being a mom the way you thought it would be. But there are ways for you to be a mom. You do not have to give up on the dream of parenthood. It just may have to look different. You may have to give up on your version of things and open the door and explore paths that are a little bit different, but it can happen. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy or cheap or without heartbreak or physical and emotional turmoil, but it can happen. But I didn't feel that way. So saying that to you now, I understand it's a real sentiment because I know so much more now than when I was going through this myself because professionally I see it and I know some of these things just do not matter in the long run but I know how it feels I know how it feels to have this holiday and be reminded of what is missing or what you have failed to achieve or what you have lost and I know it's triggering for a whole slew of other people who have lost their own mothers or have poor relationships with their moms And that makes it hard, too, because you have a big void and you really want to fill it. So to all of you who are hurting on Mother's Day, I'm sending so much love your way. Okay, but let's dive in to some of the meat of this. Donor eggs. Simply, that means eggs come from another woman. There can be different reasons why you undergo this pathway. The most common is that you are getting older, so you have poor quality or high frequency of genetic abnormalities in your eggs, or you're running out of eggs, and you don't have very many, or both of those things. So I've had very young patients use donor eggs because they're in premature ovarian failure, and I've had older patients use donor eggs because their reproductive window has closed or is closing, or just doesn't make much sense to keep trying with their own eggs. Some couples come to me and we do donor eggs right away, And other people come to me and we try other treatments first. There's no straight line pathway that leads you to donor eggs immediately. That being said, most clinics, ours included, has some type of age cutoff where it is either required or strongly recommended to use donor egg to get pregnant. Now, we and myself included don't believe in hard, fast cutoffs because everybody's unique and a little bit different. So there are sometimes exceptions. In general, most clinics don't want you doing IVF with your own eggs if the chance of success is the same as you having sex. And that happens at a certain point. Because if that's the line you're crossing, are we really helping you? That's actually hugely debatable now. And that kind of old school dogma came from before we did genetic testing of embryos. Now that we can genetically test embryos before we implant them, Genetics is the number one rate-limiting step for older women getting pregnant, because as we talked about before in prior episodes, your eggs, you're born with all your eggs, so they're sitting inside your body, and the proteins that are keeping those chromosomes perfectly intact start to break down with age. So if they've been sitting there for 20 years, you have a much lower chance of having a genetic abnormality in your future child than if your eggs have been sitting there for 45 years. Because now we have 25 extra years of chromosome breakdown and risk for aneuploidy or an abnormal chromosome number in an embryo. But let's say you're older and getting started on your journey and you want to be a parent and you go to a fertility clinic and they say, you're too old, you need donor egg. You really need to understand the whys behind that statement. Why are they saying that for you? Are they making assumptions about your financial status or what your insurance will cover? Are they just trying to give you the most probable option? Because yes, donor egg will have a higher chance of success. But is that your goal? Ultimately, I understand that's your goal. So maybe your goal is, "I I want a child and need to have a child in my life. But sometimes our primary goal is that we want to try, or we're not ready to shut the door on our own genetic child. And so if some clinic is just shutting the door saying no to you, you need to understand why. It is a combination of how many eggs you have because there's strength of numbers. So what is your AMH, your anti-Mullerian hormone, and your AFC, or your antral follicle count? What is your chance of genetic abnormality? What are other factors? If your fallopian tubes are blocked, for example, then your chance of getting pregnant with intercourse is zero. So elevating that to something, even if it's not extremely high, is still something. Similarly, if sperm counts are very poor, or if you're a single woman and you have to use a sperm donor, these things all factor into the decision of if you should start with donor egg or start with other treatment. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Ritual's essential for women 18 and plus, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study i love ritual and i love taking their essential for women 18 plus every single day one reason i love it is that it's gentle on an empty stomach and it has a minty essence so every bottle feels refreshing and is actually enjoyable it's also clinically backed multivitamin with high quality and traceable key ingredients and they have industry-leading sustainability standards no more shady business Rituals Essential for Women 18 and Over is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com A-A-W for 25% off. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. My closet has a tendency to get chaotic and crammed with a bunch of clothes that I don't really want to wear. What's been a game changer for me has been upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe full of luxury and classic essentials and I stayed on budget. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands and they do this by partnering directly with top factories, cutting out the middleman and passing the savings on to us. In addition, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing and premium products and finishes. I personally am loving the linen pieces as it's Texas and summer is upon us. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash AAW for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quincecom slash AAW to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash AAW I frequently say a couple things. One, there is no right way to do things. You do not have to do things the way everybody else does or the way you thought you would. Number two, you have limited resources and you are the only one who understands them best. Your resources include time, your most precious commodity, money, physical, what your body can physically put up with or take and emotional well-being. And when you're out of any of them, you're done. You're going to walk away. You're going to give up on the dream of parenthood. And so my real job, if I'm being very big picture, is to educate you. Make sure you understand your choices and that you're making choices in line with your goals and that you're not using up your resources before you achieve that goal. Because that would be very poor of me to let you drain all your money or all your time and not end up with what your true goal is. And so I really push people to try to understand what their goal is. And I don't judge you at all, I promise. I have some couples tell me, donor egg is not for me, I'm never going to do it. Okay, well now I know. We're going to max out your attempts at pregnancy on your own. Or sometimes I have, we need a baby in our life and we're willing to do whatever it takes. Yes, we would prefer it to be genetically ours, but we are open to other options. And sometimes it is, I do not know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what is best, or I am broken. Please help me get to the next step. Here's my plea to you. If you're considering donor egg because you've had failed cycles in the past, you have poor egg quality or low egg counts, or you're running out of eggs or in ovarian failure, allow yourself the opportunity to understand what it means. Same thing with using a gestational carrier. If you've had embryos that are not implanting, recurrent miscarriages, at some point, it is time to at least evaluate the other options and understand them. And friends, you can completely reject any option after you evaluate it. And that's really my challenge. Learn about it. Be honest and vulnerable. Think about what your life would look like if you went down that pathway. And if it's not for you, that's cool. Then you know it and you don't look back with regret. Where regret sinks in the most is when we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to explore our feelings or our possibilities about choices that may be the best for us or most in line with our goals. They just live on a path that's a little bit harder to get to or different than what we thought it would be. That is not what I want for you. I don't want you to have regret. I want you to feel confident and comfortable with the choices that we're making. Okay, donor egg. I love donor egg. I love, love, love donor egg. Mostly because I really love the world to make sense. And most of the women and the couples who need donor egg have had some heartbreak to get us to this point where we're talking about it. And not that I love the heartbreak. I hate the heartbreak. But I love when you come back to see me. And you have your baby that you carried and gave birth to that came from the egg of another woman and your partner or sperm donor sperm. And it is now a child, a child that would have never existed on this whole planet without your heartbreak and your suffering. That is meaningful because you will look at me and you will tell me this was meant to be my child. I was meant to mother this child. This was my path. But I would never have gotten to this child. I would never hold this child in my arms if I hadn't suffered previously. If I hadn't had those crying nights, those hopeless Mother's Days, that feeling of doubt of myself and that strong desire that I was supposed to be a mom to pursue this option, I would never be here without the heartbreak. And that heals because now you know that that heartbreak and suffering had meaning and purpose because it allowed you to get to the person who you're supposed to be. And it allows you to get to that next step. And I see this all the time and you do not. And so this is where I get to sit on the other side of the table with my rose-colored glasses on because I know it's heartbreaking to get to this point. I don't like having the donor egg talk with people. It feels like failure and I see it in everybody's faces when we talk about it. But what you don't see as an individual is you may not know many people who are open and honest about going through non-traditional past to parenthood. And you may not know women who are openly talking about their donor egg conceived baby. And that's fine. Nobody has any pressure to talk about how they became a parent in any fashion. But I see them. I hold the babies. I know what it looks like to be on the other side of this. And that is important because I can tell you that it is a beautiful, beautiful pathway lined with gold, paved bricks, and all the stuff. It's beautiful. Not the road you thought you'd be taking, not what you planned for, not when you dreamed of when you were a child, and it does not matter when you hold the baby in your arms. One of the reasons why donor egg is so successful is that we are controlling the most important variables for if a person is going to have IVF success. And that is number one, age of the woman who the egg comes from, because age is the number one correlator with egg quality and chromosome normality, and number two, strength in numbers. So if you're running out of eggs, this is overcoming that. Now, there's a lot of choices when it comes to choosing eggs, and that can be overwhelming. So to be honest, every clinic is a little bit different here. Every clinic has different resources that they utilize to use donor eggs, and it's really important to understand what your clinic does. The other thing in transparency is that COVID-19 is probably changing things. So anytime there is a third party involved in reproduction, so if we think of traditional reproduction, male with sperm, female with uterus and egg anytime there's a third party it can be the egg, it can be the uterus, it can be the sperm there has to be a certain type of screening because we're putting somebody's material into another person. So the FDA has all these requirements for screening for checking infectious disease, and nobody knows, nor have we studied yet. COVID-19? And can that be transmitted in eggs or sperm? And do donors have to be screened for this and how that's going to impact things? So I'm going to review all these options with you, but they may be changing because they're changing for us. So let's go with the different options. So the number one is a fresh egg donor. A fresh egg donor is a young woman who has already been screened or gets screened. So she's healthy. Usually they're under the age of 30 have normal egg counts, no big medical problems, and she goes through an IVF cycle and you get all of her eggs. There's typically a large number of them, since you get all of them, around 20 or so. They all get fertilized with your partner or with donor sperm to make embryos, grow out in the lab. They can be transferred into you or one can be transferred into you, the rest can be frozen, or they can be biopsied for genetic testing. Officially, these donor eggs probably do not need to be biopsied for genetic testing because the vast majority of them are genetically normal. That said, I often have patients who say, at this stage of the game, I want to turn over every stone and I want to do every single thing possible to have the highest chance of a healthy baby. So I totally get that and some couples choose to do that. But you get a large number of eggs that are high quality eggs. So this is a great option for people who would like to have very high chance of one cycle resulting in a live-born child and also having extra embryos remaining for future siblings. Now, this can be from an internal donor bank, which means that the clinic screens and does some of the FDA requirements and has secured legal and psych evaluations and all of that. This is usually a more cost-effective method because the clinic is sharing part of the burden with you. Now you may be limited based on ethnicity or other traits that you may want because there's a regional spread. So there's also egg donor agencies where there is an agency or a middleman who can pair you with an egg donor to go through a fresh cycle. Now an agency is almost always going to cost more money because they are a middleman person. However, their pool may be bigger. So they may help you find the characteristics in a donor that you are wanting. Almost all of these egg donors are anonymous, so you don't know them, they're not coming after their eggs, or coming after the baby later, so that should make you feel better. They vary on if they're willing to be open at a later point, and that's something that you should think about. I always recommend that my patients talk to a psychologist, a counselor that we have, in order to think through some of these questions that you're going to have to address at a later time such as how do you tell your child, do you care if the donor is willing to be open later or not? Those are really important things to think through. The other thing about these fresh cycles, these are likely going to be the ones that are most impacted by COVID-19. Because these eggs have yet to be retrieved, what if the donor has COVID or is going to get it? What screening protocols and policies have to be in effect? We screen out other infectious disease like cytolomegalovirus to make sure people are not infected or either have immunity before they're allowed to be a fresh egg donor. Similar protocols will have to be established with COVID, however, they don't currently exist. So I can speak for us, right now these cycles are on a pause until we get more direction on what is the best way to proceed. Now, frozen eggs are a different option. Just like sperm banks, there are now egg banks. So what happens for an egg bank is a young woman goes in. And she goes through an IVF cycle for the egg bank. The egg bank then takes out her eggs at retrieval and then freezes them in batches, usually six to eight eggs a batch. So then you have these different batches of eggs and you can purchase an allotment, one batch or one or two batches, and the eggs come to you and they've already been retrieved. Well, this is also very helpful because one of the rate limiting things about a fresh donor is that you have to be able to work around her cycle. She may be in medical school and can't do IVF until the summer or winter break, and you're waiting on her. The nice thing about these frozen eggs is they've already come out of the body. So they get shipped to you and boom, you're on your way. So it's definitely faster. It also, these eggs came out pre-COVID, so that's really advantageous right now. So we're having a strong push towards using these frozen eggs in the current moment for anybody who wants to proceed because we don't have to worry about this situation. There are some downsides. There's different egg banks. They have different freeze-thaw protocols. Your lab has to be certified and being able to thaw the eggs from this specific egg bank. There's a training that has to undergo. So not every clinic can use every egg bank. Your lab has to be trained and acceptable. So you don't wanna just go online and be like, I wanna use XYZ egg bank, and then you go up to your clinic and you've already bought some eggs. It's not gonna work like that. You got to talk to your clinic and your doctor. There's probably a third-party coordinator who is helping work to coordinate all this stuff. They're going to direct you to the appropriate egg bank. Now, the other negative is that you get smaller batches. So you don't get 20 eggs, you get six or eight. The egg banks usually have certain guarantees. You'll get at least an embryo to transfer or X-mini thawed or whatever it is. You really want to understand those specifics. How much is it to add on a second batch if you didn't get success with the first? Is it a whole new cost? Is it something different? What about reserving a batch for a future child? If you have success, but you don't have embryos left over, what does that protocol and policy look like to you? Now, some fresh donor cycles at clinics, some frozen egg cycles, sometimes there are refund programs and you need to inquire about them. And here's my two cents. For some couples, It gives you so much emotional stability to know I'm ending this with a baby or with my money back that it makes a refund program very appealing. And I get that. And I can support that. However, these companies, they're out to make money. They're a business. So they're setting the bar so high that most of the time you will pay more for a money back guarantee than you will need you will get success at an earlier stage and you will have paid more to get to that success or that child than you would have without the guarantee. But who cares if you get to success, if it makes you feel more stable or secure or less stressed about the process because of the guarantee, that itself can be valuable too. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Caraway. Spring is coming and I always love a good home reset. Non toxic cookware is the perfect way for you to kick off your own spring cleaning. With so many collections to explore, there is a Caraway for every cook. Their internet famous kitchenware is a staple for any home. It comes with beautiful shades to fit your aesthetic, but most importantly, you're ditching the chemicals. Caraway's non toxic kitchenware comes a chemical-free ceramic coating so your food can be prepared without any of those hard-to-pronounce chemicals leaching in to your healthy ingredients. Everybody knows that I am a big believer that our environment impacts our body and that's why I trust Caraway with my cooking. Visit carawayhome.com/aaw to take advantage of this limited-time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash A-A-W or use the code A-A-W at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware, made modern. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Rocket Money. Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about? Embarrassingly, I am one of those as well. And Rocket Money can cancel a subscription for you that otherwise could have been a time-consuming process. Between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it can be never-ending. So Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. They monitor your spending and help you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com/aaw. That's rocketmoney.com/aaw. rocketmoney.com/aaw. The other thing I tell everybody about this process is to make sure no matter which way you're choosing eggs or you're undergoing, you need to have your uterus evaluated. So saline ultrasounds, HSG, or hysteroscopy, something needs to evaluate the uterine cavity. Your history needs to be reviewed. Do you need an endometrial receptivity analysis test, an ERA test? Everybody doesn't, but you may. The strong, 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 strong recommendation is one embryo transferred with donor eggs, single embryo transfer, even if they are not genetically tested. Our goal is a live birth, a healthy baby. We don't want to compromise the long goal by putting an extra embryo in and maybe getting a 5% higher chance of a pregnancy test, but a huge, a 40 to 50% increase in the chance of twins, which means we have a lower chance of bringing an alive baby home from the hospital. The goal is a baby in your arms at the end of this. I also say you want to control everything you can control. Just because the genetic code may not be coming from you, that doesn't mean that your environment's not important. There's also something called epigenetics, which is really fascinating. In a very simple way, how I like to think about it, the genetic code comes from whoever it comes from, but your body is controlling which genes are turned on and off based on your environment and stress and your health and what you eat and are exposed to. And so taking care of yourself and getting yourself the healthiest possible, eating whole foods, taking your supplements, exercising, acupuncture, yoga, whatever reduces your stress, those are so, so valuable. So embryo donation is a little bit different here. For embryo donation, embryos that have already been created, so another couple's egg and sperm made embryos, and a couple has leftover, meaning they've achieved their family, they're ready to get rid of their embryos, but they don't want to throw them away. And so they are willing to allow couples to adopt them, or essentially they're donating them to you. This is interesting and intriguing. It is a newer issue. As our technology's gotten better, we're making more embryos, and we're getting success higher, so we have more left over. Tricky things. These embryos have pure genetic siblings out there. You have to understand that. You have to understand that that may pose complications or just different things for them later. They have a biological family that's intact and that's a little bit different from just a genetic source from an egg. Now, often these couples are very altruistic. They don't want to get rid of their embryos, so they are happy and supportive of this option. They are usually not financially rewarded for giving their embryos away, but there's such little regulations when it comes to this right now. It's very important to ask questions and understand what's going on. You would never want to be in a position where you had donated embryos where a couple was highly financially supported to do that because they could feel coerced to give up their embryos. Clinics often respond really different because quality from different labs is so different. There are some embryo adoption programs, I won't name them by name, but they will accept even really poor quality embryos and then you pay for them, you buy them with your money and they ship them to a clinic and they're terrible, they're bad, bad quality and their chance of making a baby is super low because they're somebody's, you know, last embryos in their allotment. So very often clinics won't accept embryos from other places for this purpose, and they may have their own internal embryo donation program. It is often cheaper, so that's a great option. If you're a single person or in a same-sex couple and you need to use donor sperm anyway, then there's often a thought, well, instead of using donor egg, and donor sperm, what if i just use a donor embryo? And i think that's beautiful. I love that these embryos want a home versus giving them up. And it's often more cost-effective because a large amount of the expense is in the lab in creating the embryos and that's already been taken care of. I want you to have success. So i think this is a beautiful option and have i had couples do it? I have. But you want to make sure that you ask really good questions of your clinic. How do you get these embryos? Are these internal embryos? Is there a bank you use? Do you take them from agencies? Do couples get compensated? Do they find out? How many do I get? How many couples in my area can get the same batch of embryos? So many complicated questions. So you need to really think through those. And you really, really, in my clinic, you must strongly recommend you talk to a reproductive counselor, psychologist, or psychiatrist Because you want to think through some of these complex topics well before you're pregnant with a donated embryo. I want to end by talking about gestational carriers, or also called surrogates. From a pragmatic standpoint, traditional surrogacy is where one woman would donate her egg and her uterus. So you'd take sperm and you could inseminate the female, and that sperm could fertilize an egg, and then she carries it with the intent. To give the baby away. That is illegal in a lot of places. And if it is legal, it is challenging because it's her egg and she carries the baby. And even if the intent is to give it to you, if she changes her mind, a court may side with her. And that's very tricky and complex. So we don't allow that at our clinic, and many, many clinics don't. So what this means is that if you need an egg donor and somebody to carry the child for you, such as a gay couple or even if you're older and you have medical comorbidities and can't carry a pregnancy, you may have to, in fact, find two people, an egg donor and a carrier. If your own eggs are good or you make embryos and you make enough of them, but you miscarry or fail to implant them, then sometimes considering a gestational carrier is a great option. Gestational carrier is purely that somebody who carries the pregnancy. What a loving and an amazing gift. Yes, just like egg donors who are compensated for the process, gestational carriers are compensated as well, and in much larger figures, because their risk is great. There are cases of women who have died giving birth to a baby they were carrying. That doesn't mean it's common, but childbirth and pregnancy is not without risk. And it is a commitment that's going to change your body and impact your life significantly. I have never met a gestational carrier who's not a beautiful person, who doesn't love being pregnant, and who really wants to pass that gift along. They are special people that come from a magical planet. Every carrier out there, you give the gift of life. You are super incredible and I love you. Thank you for existing. Now, when it comes to finding a carrier, you can either use an agency, and that's one way, and that's probably the most common. So carriers apply to the agency. The agency has a list of them. You talk with the agency about what you're needing. One is selected, evaluated by your clinic, and then your embryo is put inside the carrier. The other option is a friend or family member. Now, everything has to get legal contracts. Everybody has to go through psych. There's still FDA workup. There's steps that have to be done. But that is a beautiful option as well, especially if somebody in your life is willing to give you that gift of getting to the next stage. It's hard to ask for that. I totally understand. I can't even imagine what that would be like. And it is hard to watch somebody else do something you really wanted. Meaning if your sister is going to be your carrier, that's fabulous. And it is hard to watch her go through the stages of the pregnancy that you wanted to. However, You often get to be really intimately involved with that pregnancy and share those moments with her and it usually ends up being a beautiful gift that the internal pings of jealousy you may feel are going to quickly go away when you hold your child. A few last minute thoughts. I often have people express to me that they are concerned that they won't bond with their child or that they won't love this child enough or the same that they do if they have other biological children, and it's just not true. I mean, I understand the fear. I'm not telling you that that feeling doesn't exist, because I get it. I'm sure it does. But you're going to love your child. You are going to bond with that child. You are going to know this was the child you were meant to have. The world will make more sense. Your suffering will make more sense to you. And I don't want you to worry at all that you won't be bonded or love your child. Literally, I don't want you to worry at all about that. The other is that there's no wrong or right options here. These are just options that exist. What you owe yourself is to get educated about the options out there. And if you are having a hard time, you need to think about what these other paths could look like for you. I know they may not be your plan A or where you want to go. I get it. But you need to envision what your life could look like If you had success with one of these avenues, you owe it to yourself to get educated about them and to have an honest and open talk with your doctor. And I love it when patients come. We're talking about our choices and they say, well, would I be a good candidate for an egg donor? What do do you think about that? And I go into this whole spiel I went into here. Hey, what is your goal? Because sometimes it could be a really great option. And at least getting information, understanding what your clinic does, evaluating if those options may be good for you, that can help you get to your true goal of growing your family. And the last is that none of this is easy. Motherhood is less about a baby that you carry or give birth to or a baby that is genetically related to you. Motherhood is about having a love for a child that you want to see succeed in this world and that you would give anything for. And I promise you, the genetic makeup, or who carried the pregnancy, or who or how you gave birth, those things don't matter in the long run of what family is. I know they matter, and I know they may have been your plan A. But sometimes plans, B, C, or D, are beautiful. And maybe they were meant to be your plan. You just had to go through some of these other things to get there. I am not saying it's easy. It's very hard In fact, It's going to take you longer and cost more money, and that's a hard, hard place to be. That's just the reality is that this is not a fast process. But it doesn't mean that it's not a worthwhile process, and it doesn't mean that you can't fulfill that dream of motherhood from some other way than what you thought was normal. To all of my egg donors out there, you guys are the best. If you want to learn more about potentially donating your eggs, Feel free to reach out to a clinic near you, and I'm going to have a podcast on that coming up soon. To all of my moms who are choosing donor egg, have donor egg babies, you guys are the pioneers. I want to challenge you to encourage others by sharing your story when you feel comfortable. I understand that's complex because it's your child's story too. So you do what feels right for you. And for all my carriers out there, and for all the moms who are watching someone else carry their baby, you are beautiful. You are all beautiful, and you are helping bring life into this world, and that is one of the most beautiful things. and to all of the moms out there, to everybody who's lost a mom, to everybody who wants to be a mom. I love you all. If you're suffering today or any day, just know, you're not alone. We are all here with you. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. The blog is natalie The YouTube channel is Nally Crawford, MD. I am trying to get that up and running and would love, love, love it if you would subscribe and watch some of the episodes and give me a thumbs up or tell me what you'd like to see there. I'm getting my hang at it. You guys are the best. Thanks for all the love and support that you give me always. Love to hear your topics for future episodes. All the best.